Welcome to Your Journey to Greatness Through Routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes, and I'm author of the book, and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine, because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue and finalize on this series, Navigating Chaos. Speaking about those who won in the face of adversity, all sorts of adversity, and we have covered a gamut of different individuals from past and present who have managed to overcome insurmountable circumstances and adversity that in many cases they could not control. So where does the control come from? Well, it always comes from within. And so we're sharing tips and ideas on how you can navigate your chaos. But we're also giving you many examples of people who did. And uh, including Edith Cavell, which we spoke about yesterday. Chris Carr, who's actually alive and, and, and thanks to her pursuit against cancer and a battle against cancer, she's helping others. Albert Einstein, Martin Luther King, Beethoven, Jesse Owens, Malala, Helen Keller and Nelson Mandela and also also Abe Lincoln. We've covered a lot. So if you've missed any of this and you need some encouragement today, if you need to know that you have the power within you to overcome, this is the series for you. But this will be the last in this series. Uh, and we will go on to a new topic tomorrow on destructive life patterns. So let's go ahead and move into our final story about a gal named so Sophie Scholl. Sophie Scholl uh, was uh, born in, in Germany, uh, May 9 of 1921. She was the fourth of six children. Um, she was, you know, relatively happy and had a carefree childhood. But in 1933, Hitler came to power and began controlling all aspects of German society. Uh, at the front, Sophie was unaffected because she was small. But her father and brothers were critical of the Nazi regime and it affected her. Uh, so she she began to get curious about, you know, why this is made them so angry and frustrated. And she did a lot of her own research and got involved in some groups as well. Um, in fact, at the age of 12, she joined a pseudo-Nazi organization, a League of German Girls. Um, and she enjoyed the activities of the, of the group and was even promoted to squad leader. Uh, but after her initial enthusiasm, uh, she became uneasy about the conflict between her conscience and the creeping Nazi ideology of the organization. And uh, so this started to really take a toll on her conscience, and she ended up getting involved in the White Rose Movement. Well, the White Rose Movement was uh, an informal group who sought to oppose the war and Nazi regime. It was founded in early 1942 by Hans Scholl, Willia Graf, and Christoph Probst. They wrote six anti-Nazi resistant leaflets and distributed them across Munich. Uh, initially, Sophie was, was not aware of the group, but when she found out her brother's activities, she was keen to take part of it and participated in distributing leaflets and carrying these messages. As a woman, she was less likely to be stopped by the SS. The leaflets of the White Rose contained messages such as, Nothing is so, un so unworthy of a nation as allowing itself to be governed without opposition by a clique that is yield to based instinct. Western civilization must defend itself against fascism and offer passive resistance before the nation's last young man has given his blood on a battlefield. However, there is a pervasive police state, or was a pervasive police state, which kept a high degree of surveillance 
And after leaflets have been found at the Unic, uh, um, University of Munich, the local Gestapo ste uh, stepped up its efforts to catch resistors. Hans, Willy, and Alex also began painting anti-Nazi slogans on buildings. So on the 18th of February, 1943, Sophie and other members of the White Rose were all arrested for distributing these anti-war leaflets. And uh, Sophie and Hans were interrogated by Nazi officials. Despite trying to protect each other, just four days later, they were sent to court. The trial was presided by Roland Friesler, Chief Justice of the People's Court of the Greater German Reich. And Freder Friesler was an ardent Nazi with great vigor and manic intensity. Uh, despite hostility and appearing in court with a broken leg after interrogation, Sophie replied to the court, Somebody, after all, had to make a start. What we wrote and said is also believed by many others. They just don't dare to express themselves as we did. Well, no defense witnesses were called, and after a very short trial, the judge passed a guilty verdict with a sentence of death. The sentence was to be carried out early the next morning by a guillotine. Unfortunately, in Sophie's end, um, she was executed, as were many others. Uh, but she had this to say in her last words. How can we expect righteousness to prevail when there's hardly anyone willing to give himself up individually to a righteous cause? Such a fine sunny day, and I have to go. But what does my death matter if through us thousands of people are awakened and stirred to action? The guards were impressed with the courage of the resistors and relaxed the rules enough to allow Hans, Christoph, and Sophie to meet before their execution. After the execution of Sophie, Hans, and Christoph, the Gestapo continued their relentless investigation. Other members of the White Rose were caught and executed. Many students from the University of Hamburg were either executed or sent to concentration camps. Sophie went down in history as someone who was brave enough to stand up for the cause that she believed in. And she wasn't willing to give up no matter what it costed her. This is a story of triumph against all odds, despite how it ended. Sophie set an example, and she led the way for others to stand up and try to make a difference. So what is it to be learned from today? We need to embrace adversity as a chance for opportunity. Life is full of adversity and struggle. It's through difficult times that we learn the most important lessons in life and we build up our resistance. Adversity often presents opportunities we might otherwise miss. Now is your chance to dig deep and face this obstacle head on. Hard times present you with the chance to change the course, to reinvent yourself, to influence culture, find undiscovered bridge that will get you over this hurdle. Napoleon Hill, author of Think and Grow Rich, framed it this way. Every adversity has the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. The true secret to success is the ability to embrace adversity as a chance to change ourselves and our situations. And with that, we will finalize on this series. Hope it's been enjoyable to you. If it's been an inspiration in any way, I encourage you to share it. I always appreciate any comments or views, and feel free to reach out to me anytime. Wishing you an amazing day and encouraging you to keep reaching higher. Thank you for joining me.